podcast, episode one, one of many. Hello, my name is Tom Law, and me and my wife, Nick, we are student team leaders at Alive Lincoln, and we are so excited about these podcasts. Uh, we are literally just going to gather um, some great people around our dining room table, we're going to drink some tea, and we're going to discuss life, we're going to have a laugh, we're going to inspire each other, but also we want to install into you um, our excitement about meeting you. We also want to introduce you to some of the visions and values of our church. So already, before you even leave your home, uh, you can grab a grasp of what it is um, to be part of Alive. So Alive Lincoln uh, is one of many locations across the UK of Alive. Uh, our location pastors are called Joe and Paul Blundell, who are absolutely fantastic human beings. And then the whole of Alive was set up by a superb couple called Stuart and Irene Bell. Uh, and it's just a great place to be, which is why we want to try and introduce Stuart as much as possible. We've launched this on A-Level Results Day because we just know that today is one of those days where you'll feel so many different emotions. You're going to feel excited, nervous, apprehensive, maybe disappointed, and maybe just sitting there not really sure what you're thinking. But we've done this so we can tell you we are excited about your future. We know that there is a hope over it. We know that God has created you to prosper and do great things. So hopefully what we can do through these podcasts and conversations with our friends is we can introduce to you what it's like to take a breath, call somewhere your home, and be fed, be encouraged, and be believed in. Before we move on with the podcast, though, just a quick heads up. From the 16th of September and the two weeks after that, we're doing some free student lunches so you guys can come, get connected, have great chat, great food, and start your process of becoming part of Alive Lincoln. Again, 16th of September and the two weeks after that. There's more information on that on all the socials, so make sure you look into that. But let's get started. Okay, so for the first one, we are joined by some great friends of ours. Uh, we are joined by the fabulous Luke and Claire Wallace, no. newlywed. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Newish. Two months. That's that still you? new. That's still new. Brand new. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll milk that as long as we can. Like like we're 10 years, so that's like. What is that, OAP? Oldlyweds? Yeah. Oldlyweds? <laughs> wow. I think well-established. Married at the age of, like, what is it, 42 or something, weren't you? Shot your <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say that. That's fine. Where are you? 10 years, but no, well done, guys. And obviously, you, you are uh, you're part of Lincoln, Alive Lincoln. Um, mm-hmm. Luke, why don't you tell us what you do? Um, I manage a big youth work project called Energize, and we work in all of the estates around Lincoln um, and it's loads of fun, very exhausting but very rewarding as well. So Claire, you're an absolute superhero in what you do. What, what is it you do? I am a junior doctor. I work on A&E at the moment. Oh wow, okay. So busy. Busy, mad, varied and I love all the people that come in. It's great. I'm enjoying it a She's lot. She's also the primary carer for our new kitten. Oh, it's true. That's an important role for her. Yeah. What's the kitten called again? William. William. William, yeah, William. Wallace. William Wallace. The Scottish guy. The brave heart, yeah, brave heart. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Good film. You should have just called him now. But actually, yeah. it's about a real, real person. That was actually a real person. Not just Mel Gibson, not in a you know, fictional character in a film. <laughs> you know, that's Claire's great, 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 great grandfather. Genuinely, for real. Was it, a, was, it, was it a true story? Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you not know this? Yeah, Braveheart is a true story, and Claire <laughs> is genuinely descended <laughs> from Braveheart William Wallace. Yeah. That's why I took the surname Wallace. Amazing. Do you ever paint your face? 
Sometimes, but only like only in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're here. We're here to talk about students, um, and we're here to talk about alive. And obviously, today uh, for the first podcast is coming out on A Level Results Day. Woohoo! Um, a very exciting day, probably a scary day for some. Um, now, obviously, we're going to talk about our A Level Results Day, but that was you know a couple of years before yours. Um, so Claire, could you do you remember back to what you felt like on the day of A levels? I a hundred percent do, and I think I actually felt fairly calm. It had been like a horrendous year leading up to it, like all A levels, everything was a bit pressurised. But actually, I felt like okay on results day because I knew I was in a fairly good chance of getting my first choice and. I was pretty happy with wherever I was going to end up going. I was pretty happy that I was going to have a good time at university. That's cool. So I was feeling okay. What about you, Luke? How did you feel on that day? Um, I was quite nervous and it was um, it was like I knew kind of where I wanted to go and um, was quite confident that I'd get the grades, but awkwardly missed it by about one point. I think it was one grade off going to uni. So I ended up being like, ah, I'm not going to uni. So it was really difficult. But I had to do a year out and then went to uni after that and um, and it was all fine. But at the time I felt a bit crushed actually. So I felt a bit disappointed. Because I guess during that time when you're um, trying to get into a certain university, I guess <clears> there is an element of quite a large bit of pressure on you, mm. isn't there, in terms yeah. of getting the grades you want to make yourself feel like you've achieved and your family, but also to actually go on to do some more achievement. Do you, mm. do you kind of feel that pressure at all? Yeah, kind of. Like, I don't have any um, any older siblings, so I'm like Claire. I wasn't feeling like I had to follow in anyone's footsteps or anything. Um, and I think my parents were great in terms of I knew that they always loved me and they were proud of me and everything. Um, and that they were proud of the effort that I put in rather than the results I got, which I think is important. But um, it was still like, there is still an element of, if you get this result, you'll go to this university. If you get this result, you won't. And that can feel quite intense. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember A-levels? Yeah, I mean, I'm not that old. I feel like you've made a big deal. No, I don't, I don't mean like... Well, you're called something else then, like, oh, look, like... Or... <laughs> <laughs> like, pack it in. <laughs> <laughs> Rain it in. No. I remember A-levels, thank you very much. I know you remember them, but I mean, like, do you remember that day? I remember that day with perfect clarity <laughs> because I sobbed for about five hours afterwards because I got one grade less than I thought I was going to get in every single subject. So I must have just absolutely bombed it in my exams. I'm not very good at exams, I'm quite a practical person. So when I had like a practical assignment, I did really well and often scored quite highly in those things. But in the exam conditions, I just really, really struggle. And I get kind of mind blank and I like forget absolutely everything. So I think in those things that I had exam like those actually had to sit exams for, um, found those really challenging. And I also came out of there really not knowing how I'd done. I couldn't gauge it at all like had I done there'd been times before I'd done exams where I thought I'd done absolutely awfully and come out with some great grades and then other times where I'd gone in and thought I've nailed it and come out and had shocking yeah, grades. Yeah. So I really didn't know how to kind of I really didn't know what it was gonna be. I really didn't know what was gonna happen. But obviously I was really, really hopeful for a certain outcome. And then when I got one grade less than every subject I expected, um I just sobbed for about five hours. Wow. And my mum and dad really didn't know what to do with me because they didn't care and they were really really supportive. They didn't really care either way. Um, it still meant that I was going to go to the university that I wanted to go to, but I wasn't going there maybe with my head held quite as high as I wanted it to be. 
So, um, yeah, so I do remember it very, very well indeed. See, I find it quite hard to remember my A-level results day. Cause I don't think you did. Did you uh, get that far? No, I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, school asked me to leave halfway through yeah, them. So, um, quite hard to remember back something that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. If you did have an A-level results day, Tom, how would you have been feeling and what would you have, what would you have got? I'd have been relatively calm. <laughs> you know, I believe in my abilities. Yeah. Blagging. Yeah. And, uh, I would have Oxford or Cambridge? Uh, both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would have won both the boat races as well. <laughs> Smashed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. one, rode it to the finish line, swam back, and then. Rode yeah, that's the other it. One. Yeah, yeah. That's My great. Facebook memories I'd came up today with, um, you know, like well, was nine years ago, something like that. Uh, the day after A level results day, it must have been. Wow. And I woke, my Facebook status was. Claire Wallace has woken up. You know when you wrote in your third person? Claire Wallace has woken up to nine helium balloons in my room. I have such cute parents. Why, why nine? I don't know. Because you've got nine A-levels. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a rubbish amount of balloons. I'm really going to your mum and dad did that. It was sweet. I don't think my mum and dad did anything at all. I think... <laughs> I think they were just like, it's all right, well done, it's all great. <laughs> and then it was like, right, what are we doing next? And I didn't they really gave it enough thought at all. Yeah, so my parents didn't yeah. really care either. <laughs> they didn't really seem that bothered about my lack yeah, of it's a shame. <laughs> anything. You've got your results. Um, you're starting to plan where you're going and you've got your places. But obviously you've got a few months to go before you you make that move to uni. How do you, how did you, or how do you prepare yourself in that period of time? Do you prepare yourself? Well, I have done university twice. The first time when I was 18, went off to Nottingham, did natural sciences. Second time was when I went and did medicine. So I actually had the benefit of looking back and seeing how I did it differently each time. And the first time when I went to Nottingham, I was just so excited to be going away from home and everything was more about the leaving home aspect than it was about yeah. the when I got there. So I actually went interrailing with some of my friends and got back three days before I went to university and had a mad rush to pack and then suddenly just ended up at university. And it, it was all a bit dramatic, actually. And so I was kind of doing it in a blur and didn't really think about what happened when I got there. Whereas second time round, I'd known for a few months, because it was a graduate course, I'd known for a few months I was going to be there, had a long time to prepare, started looking into places to live, what I'd go to, where I'd go to church, where I'd go to the gym, like started to plan my life before I even got there, which actually helped me to settle in and feel really excited when I got there. That's cool. Great. What about you, Luke? Um, I'm not a great forward planner, uh, it already knows me, but um, it was a case of, um, putting loads of stuff together that I thought I might need, and it's a and then people would buy me like little presents of like leaving home presents like mugs and a cheap toaster and kettle and studenty like items that <coughs> um, some of them I used and some of them I didn't really, um, and um, filled up the parents' car to the um, to the absolute brim. And um, and then realised I didn't need half of it when I got there, so I had a very very over full um, room. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I think I 
I went on loads of um, social media, going through like Facebook pages relating to I was at Nottingham as well, mm. and um, and trying to see which societies I wanted to join. Um, great tip for you is look through your students' unions website, see what societies are out there, what kind of um, social stuffs going on, what's going on in the evenings, the nightclubs, what kind of um, sporting activities are there. You know, whatever it is you're into, and try something new to see where you kind of see yourself fitting in, really, because there's just so much to do. And um, and so, um, so yeah, I felt a bit like a child in a playground, yeah. all that stuff. That's cool. Mm. What about churches? Where where did where did you sit at that time of maybe finding a church? Did you need to go to church at that mm. time? Do you know what I mean? I think, where did you start to think about? Actually, I'm going to uni. I'm leaving town. I should probably start looking at different things I can do to support my faith. It's a good question. So, like for me, um, church is absolutely fundamental for. Um, supporting my uh, discipleship like it's a bit for me it feels a bit strange to um, say yeah I want to follow Jesus but I don't I want to do that on my own away from church because I don't feel that really works so um, it's great to have a good community around you Um, and you find like a lot of cities like Lincoln and Nottingham where I am are similar in that there are a few good churches to choose from um, and so I checked a few of them out online and I um, I went and visited a few of them but um, I think I probably spent a bit too much time doing that um, and probably could have got settled a bit quicker, mm. actually, because there are good things about every church. No church is perfect, but actually what you'll get most out of it is the commitment and friendships you have, which you won't be able to build if you kind of float around too much. Yeah. What about you, Nick? So um, I don't really do any research beforehand. Like I am, I guess, just... I'm quite chilled out about a lot of things, and I think my approach to kind of starting uni was just a bit like... It's just really exciting. I'm just going to pack up all my stuff, get there and just see what happens. And I'm very kind of open-minded about what was to come. Um, and I arrived and treated it like the Big Brother house, which is hilarious, probably a bit of an old reference. But um, I just imagined everybody in there all in the same boat. Nobody knows each other. And what was really, really lovely about that is you can just make friends so easily because everybody is in the same position. You, you go to uni and m- large majority of people don't know anybody else there. Um, but the first Sunday... Um, uh, I think I got a flyer, I think, in the Freshers Week from uh, a couple of different stands that were obviously advertising the Christian Union or some churches or whatever, and saw that uh, the Christian Union were putting on a church search. So it was meeting outside a particular pub um, on the Sunday morning and um, and then going to a church, which happened to be um, called New Life at the time. It's now Live Lincoln. Um, and so I went there, and obviously because I met some of the people straight away, got connected in really, really quickly... I just instantly settled and didn't feel the need to go anywhere else. I was really, really happy um, and, and made friends really, really quickly. But there were other people that felt like they needed to go to a couple of different places uh, before they felt like more settled. But um, for me, it was quite, just quite simple. I didn't overthink it. I didn't, um, I guess, overwhelm myself with loads of information. I just kind of thought, I'm just going to see how it goes and see, see what's ahead of me. And, and it worked out really well. Great. So there actually is a, an amazing app done by an organisation called Fusion and the app's called Student Link Up and it's really worth downloading it off uh, any app stores that you've got on your phones Uh, and the whole idea of it is it's just like that church search which Nick was talking about it's basically you put in your location you've put some details and it tells you all the churches that are around you in that area You, you can connect with those churches you can message them and they can get back to you so already you can start to plan um, just looking for churches um, we're on there as well so if you look, look us up at Live Lincoln on the Fusion app we can obviously help you any questions you've got um, it's a really good app to get 
So Claire, what about you? What did you do to find a church? Obviously, nine years ago, you didn't <laughs> have an app to help you out do no. that. Um, what did you do and how did you start to look for a church? I remember in first year, I was quite confused between like Christian Union at university and church. And I probably got very stuck into Christian Union stuff in the first year. And I did, very similar to Nick, I kind of went along on this Christian Union church search thing. I actually tried a few different ones and I loved that because I'd only become a Christian at 15, went along to my friend's church and never really knew of any different types of churches that there were out there. So I actually really loved the opportunity to just go around a few different churches, see how different people worshipped God and met with Jesus. And then I, I settled in one that I just felt really comfortable in and welcomed and just kind of got stuck in. But yeah, it wasn't until second year that I really kind of thought actually church is really really valuable because I was in such a student bubble with Christian Union I was kind of just yeah doing everything with university and I I realized the value of having people of all different ages and walks of life and people who weren't at university and older people and families just to speak into your life and to meet with as well so yeah I think I did a similar thing looking around different churches and I loved trying them all out but actually I would have if I'd done it differently I would have got more stuck into church earlier on right I'd have gone there so so would you say going to a church um, this is this kind of going out to all of you going to a church um did that enhance your university life um or did you just see it as a bit more of like an add-on in terms of thing or do you think actually if I wasn't going to church university would have been a lot harder for me or gone a completely different Mm. route I found it a real challenge being a Christian in secondary school um, and because that's when I became a Christian and um, and I actually found that I lived a bit of a dual life in secondary school because I was a Christian like in my home life but then I went to school and I didn't really talk about it at all and then when I went to, do, to sixth form college I felt like I could be myself and actually bring those two worlds together a bit more and I felt like university just allowed me to do that even more at a greater depth um, and so the very fact that I was able to to go find my own church, my own place to be, and kind of mould my own life, mm. um, just felt like a really amazing opportunity. Um, and, and obviously getting stuck in quite early on was was key, I think, for that, and making those connections and uh, and connecting with um, a good, well, someone who's now been my friend for a, a you know a large portion of my life, connecting with her really really quickly to become my disciple and have that kind of mentoring relationship. Um, was definitely key in kind of keeping me on board and on track as well, but also kind of keeping me focused on what was really, really important. Um, mm. So, yeah, kind of bringing my world together is really, really important to, mm. to happen that way. I, like, I totally agree with all of that. I found also that going to church connected you with like what I described when I was a student as real adults so you know how you're just around like you're like student bubble of like you're 18 to 21s and you just live as a student it's very easy to live in student land where everyone's students and everyone's being like has the same like problems and of Mm -hmm. being like oh I've got a deadline tomorrow Mm -hmm. and I haven't started yet and I'm going to have an all-nighter and I need lots of Red Bull where can I get that from and um and you know where can you have a cheap night out and where's a good place for a takeaway and those are like student problems and you know you engage in student world but actually there's a world outside your university and being part of church for me really connected me to that and helped keep me sane in a sense because I was making friends who weren't students and so I wasn't like not involved in student life at all I was but it was really nice to step out of that and um 
have some like home cooking from nice people at church. Mm-hmm. That's something you'll miss a lot in halls actually. Like halls food, I don't miss, and it was really really cool to go around and have like home cooked cooked food. So and to um, sit on a real sofa. <coughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The lack of real treat. sofas for students is like that is a serious issue. So <laughs> people at church often have real sofas and home cooked food. So. Um, yeah, that was um, that was quite nice. Mm. I was in a very pressurised course as a medic. And so, yeah, you're right. Everyone has the same problems, the same deadlines, the same pressures all at the same time. And so it was just really good to be part of a church where you get a wider perspective on life. And, oh, that's an issue that somebody else is facing that doesn't make it all about me and my problems. And also, it's just a really good way to get to know the city as well because people at church live all over the city mm. Whereas your students all live in your kind of studentville. So to go to other people's houses, to visit them, to just get to know the city and see it from local perspective as well is hugely valuable at getting you to love your city rather than just kind of take from it. And also, um, just from what Claire was saying there, it just reminded me of all the things I'm involved with in my my church. So we used to have um, a meal uh, kind of evening that was provided for homeless and vulnerable house people called Amigos. We don't do it anymore, actually, um, because it's a long time ago and (laughs) we do other things now. But um, we did it for a large portion of the time I was at university and afterwards. And so I volunteered on a weekly basis to do that. And that was was great. And again, sort of similar to what Claire was saying, helped me to get to know the city more. Um, to know what issues are out there and how I could help with some of those things and how by offering my time and serving my church as well, it got me out of that student bubble a bit more mm. and to see the real world and what an impact we can have on, in the real world. So what's interesting hearing you guys speak is that um, obviously talking about different areas, but most of it comes back to actually connection. So you, mm. you, you all focus on the fact that you, by going along to church while at uni, there's, a, there's an extra connection you got from mm. doing that, whether that is... Um, from meeting a, a disciple or a mentor or, or even just kind of connecting with serving a church or just connecting with like real adults so to speak mm-hmm. and, and kind of being involved in other people's lives I guess that's a, a, an added benefit of church is that element of actually you are able to connect with other people um, on a different level that you can do with, with, a, with a hallmate mm-hmm. or something like that so in in alive, we've we've kind of got this this tagline of knowing, growing, going, and the whole idea of it is is that you know we want people to know God, we want Him to grow in Him, and we want people to then go out, um, and like as part of the student work, we want to really concentrate the first part of, of kind of people arriving, just just knowing, kind of know what it is to know God, but also know each other. So that's where the connection side actually is really interesting. Actually, how can we um, connect with each other and get to know each other more as well? So being part of a live Lincoln, um, how do you find that's a place to be, a place to worship? Obviously, Claire, you've just arrived because you've just got married and you've kind of moved to the city. How do you find that's a church in terms of connecting with people? So I have just joined probably, oh, I don't know, six weeks ago or something. And already I've been part of a connect group where I've just felt loved and like befriended straight away. I've had umpteen offers for coffee and dinners and yeah, I just feel really loved and like one-on-one meetings, let's figure out who you are, what you're passionate about, what you want to see happen in church. Like, I don't feel it's all about, let's tell you why our church is great. It's all about like, you are really valuable as part of our church. What have you, what do you have to bring? Like, what do you care about? How can we help you? So I just feel really like 
I feel really valued and I already feel really loved by individuals. That's, That's wicked. So the vision of the church is um, encapsulated, like you say, Tom, with knowing, growing and going. And um, and I've loved seeing how that's um, that's played out in terms of like how we can make sure that we know God as well as we can, and Christianity is a relationship with Jesus. Um, and um, so the church is really full of really quality teaching, um, which you get every um, every week, and um, and really encourages and has really encouraged me to um, to read my Bible and to know God in. in for myself in every day of the week and it was thanks to teaching from alive um, about seven years ago that I read my bible for the first time cover to cover um, which before I hadn't really done um, and um, so I'd, I'd spent a year in Lincoln with um, with alive and then left to go to uni um, and then about seven years later came back and um, and it's been really great getting stuck back in seeing how the church has grown and changed since then um, but has also really stuck to its core values of um, of teaching the Bible really well, but in a way that's really um, really helpful and shows the relevance of the gospel to um, to us today, which I really appreciate. That's great, man. I also love the fact that you had to get in the fact that you read the Bible from cover to cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so any, I, I, I know it all. Now. How many times <laughs> have you done it since? Like I haven't done it since. But <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you, Luke? It took, so if I did follow the plan that I was meant to be on, it would have been taken a year and it took me about three years, basically. But I love the fact, I love the fact you went, uh, by going to a live, you know, happy to read the Bible. <laughs> oh, by the way, I read it from cover to cover. <laughs> <laughs> it might be for some people the first time they've actually picked up a Bible and actually read it for themselves. Mm. Yeah. Because actually so many of us can go to church, maybe for, because our parents do, because we've grown up in the church, yeah. or mm. because we went along to a great youth group or something in that kind of, it's how we connected in, but we maybe didn't have a real relationship for ourselves with Jesus. And actually, mm. um, so even if it is the very first time, if, if, if our church can encourage you to pick up your Bible yeah. and read it for yourself and, you know, grow your own relationship with Jesus, then that's really amazing. Yeah. Um, Obviously, in Luke's situation, it encouraged him to read yeah. it on cover to cover. That's right. true, because when you're, when you're a student, you kind of have to make your own decisions about your faith. So, like, reading the Bible for me was a, a step, but actually, I'd been living for the first time independently from my parents, so I wasn't just believing in this stuff and going to church because they believed it. I had to make a decision whether... Um, this was something that I wanted for me, and um, and so the decisions you make as a student are really really important ones. And whether or not you get stuck into church, what you believe, it almost feels like it's all up for grabs. So you've got to decide on what those values are for yourself. I think so. I think that's um, perhaps one of the things that feels like being plunged into cold water when you're going into student life feels like because you're like, oh wow, I'm suddenly making all these decisions for myself now. No one's going to check on me if I don't go to church, but actually, mm. like, what is really important to me. Yeah, definitely. So, Nick, we've been at Alive for quite a while. Um, why don't you tell us um, why you live Alive and how that's impacted your life since being at uni? Okay, so I'll approach the elephant in the room about my age and how long maybe I've been in Lincoln. So I started uni in 2001. What? Whoa! Um, and graduated in 2004. <laughs> so most students, were students going to uni now born then? 
Um, no, I no. Don't even know Luke. So they were one, weren't they? Yeah. They were just exactly. a little glitter in date night's eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did have a funny moment uh, recently where somebody who had been five when I left my home church, like, actually started uni mm. and didn't actually know who I was. What was life like before the internet? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know because I, I feel like I've always known the internet. Anyway, so. I'll tell you what it is. It's funny, Nick did media at university and they used videotape. I think this is about poking fun at my age. No, 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 no. But, or my studies. Well, you, you, the elephant's out. You, you kind of, the elephant, and the elephant the stomps is out and he's stomping around the room. <laughs> that right trunk now. is waving. We're it's discussing like, the lack of HD. I don't know what to say now. Ah. Uh. Did you ever do that thing when, you know, when you went to Blockbuster? (laughs) Yeah, I'm into it. So, you know, when you went to Blockbuster to get a film (laughs) and you didn't like the film, did you ever kind of weirdly take revenge on Blockbuster staff for recommending it to you by not rewinding it to the beginning again? So, the fact you can ask me this question means that you also. I know of people who had to. I saw a documentary (laughs) on Netflix. Look, I'm not that old, but yes, I was around when Blockbuster was a thing. So, as I said before, like in the first kind of week, I got quite quickly connected into Alive um, through approaching it through the church search, which was great. I didn't feel like I needed to go to another one, but, you know, each to their own. Some other people might feel they need to. Um, But I made connections really, really quickly with uh, a couple of people that were leading our uh, Christian union, um, Paul Blundell and a guy called Phil Dolby. Um, and Paul was dating Joy Blundell of Beverly at the time uh, and Joy Beverly asked if she could be kind of a mentor for me and she was just recently graduated so she'd done her three years, just graduated and I think saw me um, as a fresher and just thought oh, I'm going to take her under my wing Project. a bit. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's fresh. She probably thought she's a bit rough around the edges I'll sort her out. Um, so, but that was a really, really great um, opportunity for me Definitely kept me on the straight and narrow um, because she totally sort of held me accountable for things. Um, but also just was the start of a really amazing friendship. Um, Joy and Paula now are location pastors at Alive Lincoln. Um, and they're just absolutely brilliant. I love everything mm, about yeah. them. They're just fab people and uh, really authentic people. And, you know, I've known them now for um, a really long time, <laughs> 17 years. Um, and, like, we're just great friends, lifelong yeah. friends. We do life together. Um, and we have done for a long time. We've gone through some really difficult times together. I think that's the the, the beauty of being connected into a church that is like your family. Um, so obviously coming away from your family can be so, so difficult. And I've, I, I'm from Norfolk, so my family don't live in Lincoln. Um, and it's like a three-hour drive. We're quite a distance away. Um, and so I had to kind of, I guess, create my own family around me in, in, when I was at uni. But then also felt so connected in with everything um, at Alive Lincoln or New Life at the time that I wanted to stay. I actually felt like it became my life, my own little life, um, that I didn't really see how I could go back um, to Norfolk and kind of try and start up or, t- or take what I'd kind of learned here back there. I didn't feel like that was right for me. I kind of felt quite quickly that this is where I wanted to be and this is where I wanted to stay. Um, and actually having great friends around me in such a good church made that really, really easy mm-hmm. and made that a really easy decision. Um, even though I had no job, um, I'd applied to, to work for the student union um, and really kind of cockily thought, I've got this, like, in the bag. And then I missed getting this particular role by a matter of, like, a handful of points, uh, or votes, rather. 
and then thought, oh, crikey, no one I'm going to do now. So I worked in Thornton's for a bit, which was great. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and, and just kind of like stuck at it and just thought, I, th- I genuinely felt this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, and had lots of friends that were really, really helpful at the time and allowed me to kind of stay at the house or ha- like or kind of like house sit like Joy and Paul um, like me and another friend Jude house sitted for them when they went travelling um, and that was great and then we got our own place and then actually we got some real jobs like real adult jobs which was brilliant <laughs> um, and that's just kind of where you know and then life goes on doesn't it and I'm here now you met a certain boy in 2018 <laughs> yeah fell for his charm and wit um, yeah <laughs> Okay. And and here we are, married, ten years on. Smash. Still loving life in Lincoln. Love it. Fantastic. <laughs> so I suppose you three can all agree that obviously like uni's great, being part of a church while at uni is important but also mm. brilliant. Um, and also you can also say that a live Lincoln actually is a great place to come along, be connected to people. Uh, it, however new you are whether you're coming back or whether you just want to actually um, see some kind of future or calling in this place we we are a welcoming connecting church mm. definitely but yeah. um, the one thing I, I really want to know is um, what one bit of advice could you give um, to a fresher student coming to university what one bit of advice could you give them Claire go so what I'm reminded of is when Jesus started out on his ministry and he was baptised and the dove came down and said, you're my son and I'm well pleased with you. And I just think that's whatever your results today, whatever you're coming to university, you haven't done anything yet, but God is so well pleased with you. Yeah. So just know you are his child. He's well pleased with you. And I think Alive I've Always Found is a place where you are really valued and that is encouraged that God is your father and he is well pleased with you and he wants you to thrive and flourish before you've even started. Great. Smash. Love that. Little do 10 stubbies for 2020. (laughs) 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 My serious advice is, um, is... When you get to uni, um, leave your door open and just be really welcoming of people. Um, Jesus welcomed anyone and everyone. There's no pressure to like, like settle or find a clique of friends straight away and just um, love every person that you come across. Um, God's put you there for a reason. He's got you back. And um, Claire is right. He's absolutely thrilled with you. Um, he's not sitting there with his fingers crossed hoping you get the right bra- right grades. Um, he um, he really has got a place for you um, mm. in his church, in his world, um, and in the um, and in and in Lincoln. Um, so, um, so yeah, we're very very excited to to meet you. But um, but God has really has got you back. That's great. Mm. Um, so I'm just kind of reflecting on the fact that I had like a disappointing result, and it wasn't what I hoped for. It wasn't what I expected, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I think if you're just in that place and you're thinking, "What on earth is next? I didn't plan for this. What I planned for it doesn't seem to be happening, or it's not doesn't look like it's going to happen." Just like it's going to be okay. Mm. Um, there is more for you, and like God's got a plan for you. That's and good. actually, in um, you know, if you kind of give it to God, your situation. Um, great stuff can come of it so for me in my situation thankfully it still meant, still meant I could come to Lincoln Uni um, it was my first choice it was where I wanted to go it's where I'd visited um, and so I was really excited about going and, and I could still go which was great but it wasn't what I expected so just yeah it's going to be okay and um, there's great stuff yet to come
Mm. Great. And I think my one bit of advice, find a church. Mm. Uh, find a place which, mm. uh, if it's for three years, you can call it home uh, and, and get connected. And just like Luke said, leaving your door open, I guess come to a church and leave your mind open and your heart open to, to hearing God's call to that place mm, yeah. um, but just find a place to be connected find a community um, and um, start that journey of making your university time great so what you're saying is church isn't the same without you because without you church is just ch- <laughs> church <laughs> church you know because it isn't yeah, you in there I wish we just did Claire <laughs> I wish we just had Claire <laughs> <clears throat> like Claire would have made this a great podcast I know, I know. <laughs> brilliant that's oh, great. Fair. I think that's a great thing to wrap, wrap things up on. You know, church without you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you get it. Because it's church. Like you couldn't. It's not the same mm. without you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Luke. So, Luke and Claire, thanks ever so much. Like we, we love you. Me and Nick absolutely love you. Alive Lincoln love you. Thank you. Listeners of this podcast love you. Uh, thanks for giving us your time. And guys, please come and meet these people when you come to Lincoln. Mm. They will absolutely love to say hi to you. We have a kitten, you can come around. Yeah. So, this is it. That's the end of the first podcast, guys. Thanks so much for giving us your time and listening to us. Uh, We really cannot wait to meet you when you come here in September. We want you to know that we are already praying for you and thinking of you before we even meet you face to face. We want you to know that we are excited about you becoming part of our community. And we just want you to know that we cannot wait uh, to become part of your story of you having a fantastic year at university. Make sure you download the student app called Student Link Up by Fusion. It's such a good app to get you connected to churches. We are on there. Search for Alive Lincoln and we can message you straight away. Also, make sure you hop onto Facebook and Instagram. Uh, We're going to be posting a load of stuff on there over the next couple of months just to give you more information about Alive, but also just to kind of help you get ready for university. Guys, we cannot wait to see you. It's going to be a great, great year.